Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Early Years Network podcast. That is the Little Minds Big Ideas podcast. The podcast where we are talking all things early years from inside and outside our fantastic industry. And today I am joined by Lucy Mills, who is a newly qualified early years educator who is going to give us a little bit of an insight into the current process of becoming qualified in early years. Hello, I'm Lucy. I'm 20 years old. I have a beautiful horse called Badger who I basically spend all my time with. (laughs) Anytime I'm at work, I'm at my horse or I'm walking my two dogs, always outside, always in the countryside, in the fresh air. I love spending time with family as well. A lot of my family are really kind of outdoorsy people. So we spend a lot of our time outdoors. We love going on like long walks. Finding little hidden gems, little hidden beaches everywhere. Yeah, it's great fun. Nice. I think, first of all, thank you for joining me on my podcast. You're very welcome. It is. I think becoming qualified in this industry is such a big topic for everyone in terms of staff recruitment and things. And I just want to dive into a little bit more of that. Definitely. So to start us off, I think, what is it that drove you towards early years in general? Now, I won't lie to you. This was a bit of a leap of faith for me. (laughs) So I've always really enjoyed looking after my goddaughter. She is eight years old now. um, But, you know, looking after her from when she was young, I really, really enjoyed that process and kind of seeing her grow up. Yeah. But I had no idea whether I was going to enjoy it when it's like not somebody that I already know. It's a um, very so, different looking after other yeah, people's children, definitely. isn't it? And I was thinking, oh, there's going to be a lot more children than just one child to look after. Yes. Um, so it was a bit of a leap of faith. But to be fair, it's the best decision I ever made. And I, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back to what I did before. So I guess it was kind of like that understanding of being around a child that kind of pushed you into wanting to explore the industry a little bit more. Yeah. And kind of seeing her like grow up and learning new things. Then I'd take her to the horse with me and would be outside all the time. Just yeah. little things like that that I think is so rewarding and it's so, it just, just makes your heart melt. Makes yeah. my heart melt anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, took that jump and here I am and I'm absolutely loving it. That's the main thing, isn't it? It is. So in terms of the qualification itself, how do you feel that that level three content has helped you with your daily practice now that you've been doing it for over two years? Two no. years, yeah? Yeah, two years. Yeah. Two years? Over two years now, yeah. Over two years now. It really helps with like planning activities and, you know, giving these children different things to do and how to help them learn. You know, they've got to learn about the world. They live in this world. They've got to know about it. Yeah. And it's just been helpful to kind of have all these ideas available to me that I can then go, actually, I think my children might quite like to do that. So Mm -hmm. let's try it. Let's have a go. And like the theorist side of it, you know, looking at all the theorists that are about child-led play and it just, it really helps to then be able to bring it into our practice and actually see what they can do for themselves. Because I think we get so caught up in like what we're trying to teach them, that we're getting them ready for school, that we actually forget they are just children. Yeah. And we've got to let them explore, we've got to let them play and that is one of the biggest things that I've taken from it, looking at all the different theorists that have said that and thinking, actually, they are children, let's just let them play, have some fun. And then we'll teach them along the way. Yeah, I think that's something that comes from being in the industry for a while, isn't it? That actually you understand what learning through play really is and your role as the adult yeah, within definitely. learning through play. Because like you said, we'll teach them along the way, but really we'll provide them with the activities that will teach themselves. Yeah. They'll learn so much. 
No, definitely. I think that's such a massive part of daily practice, especially now in that learning through play is such a big, big thing that we're all focusing on. And it helps you to think of like why we're doing it. Why are we doing this for these children? Why are we planning all these activities? You know, what's actually the theory behind it? Because we all get caught up in our daily routine. Sometimes it feels like we're running around all day (laughs) and we don't stop to kind of think, why have I just done that? What impact has that had on these children? Yeah. And actually being able to look back at your coursework and looking at what you're writing down and you actually think, well, I did that the other day and that had that impact. So you actually, like your practice helps your coursework and then your coursework helps your practice. So it's a win-win really. Do you think that doing this qualification in practice has been beneficial? Because being an apprentice isn't the only route to get this qualification. I think it's been really helpful to be in practice because there's so many things that came up on the course. Actually, if I hadn't have already done it, I wouldn't really know what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm, I like learning through doing things. So the fact that I was doing it every day, like different forms and things like that, I was doing that on a day-to-day basis. So then I knew that I could happily write about it for an assignment or a piece of coursework because I'd already done it. Yeah. Whereas if it was kind of just college-based, I wouldn't have done that. So I wouldn't have actually known like what it's like in the early year setting to have to do that. Yeah, I think I did my qualification as an apprentice years and years ago now. (laughs) But I really would have struggled, I think, learning it in a classroom because I think it's really difficult to teach early. Not that it's wrong, it's not the wrong way to do it, but like you say, I learned through doing as well. And I think that if I'd have tried to learn everything I knew from a classroom and then be thrown into a setting thinking oh yeah I know all of this and the reality of it I might have been a bit like oh shit what is what is going on because but if you learn it as you do it like you say if you're if you're that that's your learning style it's quite easy to pick up as you go through yeah and I also think every child's different so all that theory that you do okay yeah it's for the for the group of children but actually on a day-to-day you've got so many different children and they respond to different things with fantastic different personalities exactly (laughs) you've got to try so many different things to find what works for them whereas if you're just writing about children in general you're not actually getting that kind of interaction with them and I think that really helps when you're writing a bit of coursework because you can actually refer back to a child that you've helped reach a milestone or you know an activity you've planned for a specific child for a reason you've then got that knowledge behind you to then put into your work yeah no definitely I think moving on to like what we've said to being an apprentice and doing it through a provider obviously you had your company as well but with the provider how did you find the support given from them so not your company we'll we'll go on to that but your the provider that actually provided the course for you I feel like they have a lot of people signed up to do like these level two mm. and level three courses for childcare. And I just found that you didn't get that full on support that you really needed. I think because they had so many people and they were always kind of running around doing visits, going out to nurseries. Um, mm. And like they were emailing so many different people a day on different questions, different modules. And I just feel like there wasn't a huge amount of support there. Yeah. I feel like because so many people are doing it now, there needs to be something else there to give us that support to help with our work. Because I just found that if I had a question, I had to wait kind of a couple of days to get a reply because they're so, so busy. And it's not not their fault. No. But yeah, I do think there could have been a bit more support from the provider. 
I think that knowing my position in uh, like now signing people up to the course, probably in the last 12 months, I've signed up over 15 people. Oh, wow. And like across across the board. And I yeah. think that doing different courses, whether that's level two, level three, level five, whatever yeah. that could be. And from me alone, putting 15 extra people onto the one person that we use from a specific provider. Yeah, definitely. That is It's a lot huge. of pressure. So it is a lot of pressure for them. Yeah. And I think they can actually only provide so much support because yeah. of their workload as well and the pressures on them. So that kind of leads into your company support. What? How do you feel that your company supported you? This is a bit of a biased question. I know it is. But do you feel that having support from both sides was beneficial? My company were absolutely incredible through my qualification. I had a training manager who helped me with like any questions I got stuck on. I could drop her a message, drop her an email, and she'd always get back to me. Um, and we also had like a training building. So like after work, if I wanted to stop and do a couple of hours of training, yeah. I could go up there, I could chill, do my coursework. And then, you know, they were there in case I needed any help. Whereas with the provider, obviously I had to kind of wait to get the answers. Yeah. So it's really nice to kind of have someone on hand that I could go to if I was struggling or I really struggled with kind of managing my time and my company were able to help me with that. You know, they gave me different strategies I could use. Um, so yeah, the support from them was really, really useful. I think it's important to have a relationship when you're going through a qualification because I'm still studying. I'm doing a different qualification now and my assessor is fantastic, but that's because I get th that contact with her. And I think yeah. with the providers of early years apprenticeships now, I don't know if it's about like a, the backlash, sorry, of COVID and things like that. I just think that contact time is a little bit lost yeah definitely and like we said it's not the fault of the provider I think it's more yeah their, their think, workload has picked up so much I mean they do they do come out and do like the observations that they do for yeah. us, but I find that when they come out you don't actually get a chance to talk to them about anything else you're doing like they just come out for that observation that's all they get time for because they've yeah. just got so much to do so like you have your video calls and you know your team meetings but it's not quite the same as kind of having somebody there with you. So yeah. that's why like having my company training manager there with me was really helpful because I could carry on as normal as if I was just doing it at home. And then yeah. if I had a question, I could just go, oh, can you just help me with this? And, yeah. you know, it was, it, was, it was easy to do then. What do you think then could have made the process a little bit easier? Is there anything that you think, I mean, we've kind of touched on a little bit more time with the provider and your assessor and things, but again everyone in the industry at the moment is stretched. Like there's nothing we can we can do as an industry in that sense. So what do you think might have made the process a little bit easier? I think what would have helped me would have been more exam prep. So coming up, yeah. to, coming up to my exams, I had a mock exam for the um, knowledge test, which was great. That was really good. That was from my provider. Um, and to be fair, that was marked really quickly and sent back to me straight away. So couldn't yeah. have really asked for more from that from them. Um, but it was more the professional discussion yeah. because we get so caught up in doing things and we're doing it every day. Sorry day. just to stop you. For everyone listening, can you explain the exam process at the end of a qualification? So what is it that you, because I didn't have to do that okay. when I did my qualification. Oh, I feel I like it's something that's come in. So what is the, it's called the endpoint assessment, isn't it? So yeah. what is that process? Yeah. So you've got your endpoint assessment. So you have your knowledge test and that's basically a multiple choice exam. Mm -hmm. um, it's all done online. So 
our assessor came out to us um, and sat with me in a room, just us two, um, while I kind of got on and did it. And then it got marked there and then. So I had to wait about 10, 15 minutes just to get the results. So that was really nice because at least I kind of knew how I'd done straight away on yeah. that one. Um, and then you then have a professional discussion, which is it's an hour and a half video call with an external examiner. Um, it does sound really intense, but actually once you get into it, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like the initial thought of it for me was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was it was quite terrifying to start with the thought of it. But actually once you get into it, you're just talking about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they ask you questions about like activities and things like that. And it is just about what you do. Yeah. Um, but I just think that we get so caught up in what we do every day, all day, that we don't actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I think actually having more practice for that discussion would really help. Yeah. Because if you're so used to talking about it to your colleagues or like even your family and friends, even though even if they don't know what you're on about, <laughs> you can still talk to them about yeah. it. You know, it may it makes no difference to them. And just vocalizing it and like getting it out there so that when it comes to your exam, you are comfortable to just talk. Yeah. You can just naturally talk about yeah. what you do. I think that's where reflective practice is so important. I know that even no longer in daily practice, but in the kind of early years role that I'm in now, I always have to reflect on how I've done different things. And I think that it's not something that we do enough in settings. No, definitely not. I think we should do more of that, definitely. Because you never, you can't learn unless you look at what might not have actually gone Mm -hmm. quite so well. Yeah. So I always kind of think, at the end of every day, I say to myself, right, what have I done good today? What can I maybe change for tomorrow? Yeah. Because you, there's, you're never going to stop learning, you know, in early years. There's no. always going to be something to learn, something new to do, and just other things to try out. So yeah. you, just, you just have to reflect on what you've done. And there's nothing wrong with holding your hands up and saying, actually, could have done that a bit differently. Mm. At least you know for next time. Yeah, no, 100%. I think reflective practice that's another conversation for another day but I think it's so important in in the industry that we're in because we we're teaching children that it's okay to make mistakes and to understand different feelings and emotions and I think if we can understand that as adults doing what we're doing yeah it's really important so do you feel that going through this qualification process has made you more confident in your practice I do feel like I am now more confident to kind of help other people with their practice as well. Yeah. So like, especially after my exam, like the professional discussion, I'm actually now more confident to come into work and say, I'm doing this for this reason. Yeah. And actually being able to help the others that may not, may be new to the industry, you know, help them think, well, why has she just done that? At Mm. least I can then say, oh, this is why I've done this and this is why I've done that. It may work, it may not, you know, we try it. Yeah. Um, and the confidence in like helping the children and bringing new things into the nursery and like setting up new activities that we've maybe never tried before. Yeah. Just knowing all that I know now, like having the knowledge behind me, I know that I've always got a why as to what, as to why I'm doing something. Yeah. So I know that if I do something within the day and someone says to me, oh, what was that about? I know that I can go, well, actually, this was my why and this is what it's done. This is yeah. how it's helped the children. So yeah, definitely a lot more confident now. Obviously, a big part of the qualification is parent partnership. Yes, definitely. Before the qualification, I think, and going through that training process, you're kind of expected to have relationships with parents. Do you feel more confident now with parents and questions that might come up as well? 
I think definitely since kind of doing the coursework on the parent partnership and why it's so important, I definitely feel like I can actually talk to them a bit more, kind of get to know them a bit more and get to know what the children do in their home lives Mm -hmm. because actually it really helps us within the setting because at least we know what they've done at home. You know, if they're struggling with anything or if they've done something particularly well, we can then talk about that in the nursery. Yeah. The children feel so much more at home as well. So, yeah, like doing doing all the coursework that I did for that has definitely made me more confident to talk to them. Good. I think it is, like you said, it's such an important part of the nursery life and relationship yeah, that you have. Definitely. So so we kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you feel that you now support colleagues or other people joining the industry or people who have been in the industry for a long time going through different processes, but then those people going through a qualification? How do you feel you support I feel them? like... I've been really good at kind of helping people that are going through the qualification. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of girls that started kind of four or five months after me. So they're they're kind of getting to the point where they're getting ready for their exams. Yeah. Um, and it's just everything I learned from doing those exams and kind of what I'd missed out on, I can yeah. now provide for them. And, you know, we've, we've all got each other's backs in this industry. You have to. You know, mm-hmm. we spend all day, every day together. <laughs> We're all amazing at what we do. Um, so it's just kind of helping them like be more confident in their role. You know, if there's something they want to try, but they're not sure about it, just letting them know, go ahead and try it. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Um, and helping them like with their coursework and things. I'm more than happy to sit with them and go, actually, this is what I did. You know, if you want to have a look at it, take anything from it, you're more than yeah. welcome to. Just sometimes you just get a bit stuck and sometimes mm-hmm. you just need a helping hand. And I know I did. So I'm going to give that for other people, yeah. allow them to have that chance to have that bit of extra help to get them through. Yeah, I think it's really important to bounce off people who have recently done similar or gone through it because you can actually... You can relate to each yeah. other. You can relate to how you're feeling. You can relate to how you manage your time. And obviously everyone works a bit differently. So everyone learns differently. So mm-hmm. obviously you do take that into account. But something you have done, they may not have even thought of trying. Yeah, no, 100%. So it's just sharing all your ideas and kind of bouncing off one another. And then that way we all get to where we want to be. Yeah. And we can all help the children. It's building those professional relationships up, isn't it? Networking with people that Definitely. are doing the same thing as you or similar. And even with like your managers, like there may be some things that they go, oh, I'm not really sure about this. But if you've already tried something along those lines that's worked, you can then say, well, we tried this. Have you tried that sort of thing? So it's not just kind of the people, I want to say below you, but then they're not below you. No, yeah. People that are kind of getting their qualifications, starting out in early years, it's not just them. You can help your whole team. Yeah. And we have to remember that normally management, aren't newly qualified so the knowledge like remembering all those theories and the reason like you said the why isn't always at the front of their mind they know it all and it can come back but if you've just done a qualification you say oh well I just learned this and I've just gone through this so this could be the reason and you know there's always new research around as well Mm -hmm. so you know if we've looked at something that's relatively new that they might not know of we can share it and then everyone gains because the children gain yeah, and that at the end of the day. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, they're the people that we want to inspire and grow and learn. So, And if- we want them to know that they can help each other out. We mm. want them to see yeah. us helping each other out and being kind to each other and, you know, giving each other that kind of boost of positivity that we all need from time to time. Yeah. 
and then they'll see it and they'll they'll replicate it between themselves. So actually, it helps them as well. Yeah, their development. So that knowledge from your qualification has helped you to understand that kind of yeah. learning for the children as well. Yeah, definitely. It's really helped me to understand that everything we do, they pick up on. They're so, like little sponges. Exactly. So whatever we do, whatever we say to each other, how we talk to each other, you know, they pick up on that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to help each other out. It's like when a child comes in and says a swear word and you have to talk to the parent and they're like, <laughs> we don't swear. Well, we don't swear here. So they've heard it somewhere. Yeah. We're not saying, but they do pick up on. Yeah, they pick up on everything. They and, definitely you know, do. they pick up on vibes, you know. You know, if the vibes aren't great, they pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And then if you're stressed, they're stressed. Yeah. So, you know, if you can share all your ideas together and help each other through whatever that person's going through, then everyone gains from that. Yeah. Your colleagues definitely. gain, your children gain, you know. You gain yourself as exactly. well. Exactly. It's a happy, positive environment. The yeah. children are learning as they should. You know, it's, it's a win-win. Really. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say that you... There are some of the things, sorry, that you love about your current role. So what what is your current role? I am currently an early years practitioner. Um, yeah. I am also third in charge in our room. Our room is split up into kind of two different groups. So kind yeah. of if, say, if one manager of one room is off, I'll then step up and kind of go into their position. Yeah. And it's just really nice because then I get to see a mixture of all the children between the two groups. Yeah. So I am based in one of the groups. But then if the other person isn't there, I can then go and see the other children. And these are children that are going to move up into my group eventually. So, you know, I get to know them in those earlier stages. I get to know the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And it's just really nice to see everyone's ideas as well. One of my favourite things is walking into a room and all those children are smiling at you. <laughs> they're so happy to see you. Yeah. And like when you've been on annual, say if you've been on annual leave for a week, you walk in the next week and they're all like, Miss Lucy's back. Yeah. You know, it's it just makes my heart melt. It really, really does. And that is one of my favourite things, knowing that no matter what, I can come to work and these children are so happy to see mm-hmm. me. And I'm so happy to see them, you know, yeah. they're like my little work family. <laughs> no, definitely. I think one of my favourite things about walking into any setting is there's always someone who's happy to see you. It doesn't definitely. matter what room you walk into. There's always somebody who wants to give you a hug or tell you something. Or, yeah. And it's just so heartwarming that these children are confident enough to want to share that with you. Yeah. And you've built those relationships up. And it's so nice as well, like seeing the children that kind of started out with me when I first started out as an early years practitioner. They're now in preschool, getting ready to go to school. Yeah. And I'll walk in that preschool room and they all come over to say hello. They mm-hmm. all come over to tell me about their day. And, you know, hearing some of them doing things that they couldn't achieve in the twos room. Yeah. It's so, it's just so rewarding. Yeah. And just seeing those little happy faces just makes my day. Good. That's the main <laughs> thing, isn't it? So... In terms of your future goals within the industry, where do you see yourself going? What is your goal? I really enjoy outdoor learning. That is one big thing for me. I love being outdoors and doing different things outdoors. And I would like to learn about kind of different activities I can do in that environment. So more about learning about the world, learning about the animals around Mm -hmm. them and the wildlife. So things like forest school, that really interests me. Yeah. Um, but also as well, working more with SEND children. Yeah. So I have had experience with a couple of SEND children and I have really enjoyed kind of putting all those strategies into place, getting yeah. them the support they need and actually seeing them reach those milestones that 
not everybody ever thought they could. Yeah. You know, just that's one of my favourite things, seeing them be able to do that. And if I can give them more help, then that's that's job satisfaction enough for me, that is. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of my favourite things within the industry is the job satisfaction that comes from it. I think seeing, seeing children learn and achieve for me is there's nothing quite like it there's nothing quite like sharing with a parent an amazing moment or when a parent shares something with you or a child shares something with you I just don't think there's anything that gets no there's nothing that comes close to it no definitely not and you know the pride you feel that you can go that child has just done something that we never thought they would do yeah like this early yeah and you know you're always so proud of your children that are Mm. under your care yeah and I also think like combining outdoor learning and send children because I know for myself being outside for me I am so much calmer and so much more chilled than if I'm in a building yeah so you know these children that have their like sensory issues and things like that and struggle to regulate themselves being outdoors is actually probably the best thing for Mm -hmm, them definitely you know giving them that opportunity to be out there and obviously some children don't always get to be outside at home either so giving them that opportunity when they come to your setting you know, it really helps them. Yeah, no, definitely. So this is always something that I see online a lot. And I think as an industry, we like to have a good moan, to be honest. I think that I saw a Facebook post the other day that said, oh, what's one thing you'd warn people about coming into early years? And I hated reading it because I thought hang on a minute we are such a fantastic industry we make such a difference to the future generations and I think that why would we warn why would you want to warn someone away from it yeah it's a stressful job it's hard work don't get me wrong it is not glamorous it's it's not the easiest job in the world no no job that you love is no it's always going to be something with any job you go into that yeah. you know you're not really a fan of no but you just put up with it because that's what you want to do and if this is what you want to do and if this is what you love then it's so worth putting up with the days that are yeah there are days that are harder than others yeah but you just move on yeah so my question is not what would you warn people about but what is the one thing that you would tell people about the wonders of early years my biggest thing is you can walk in that building and no matter what those children are smiling because you're there yeah you know that you matter to those children and that those children couldn't be doing everything they're doing without you yeah you know you're such a big part of their lives without without even realizing it you you just are yeah you know some of them come to us all day every day like they see they see us all the time mm. you know we're such a big part of their lives and you know that you can walk in that door everything else you don't even need to think about because you know someone's going to make you smile some yeah. child's going to do something that's going to make you laugh and make you mm-hmm. chuckle make you smile yeah and it's just the the feeling in your heart is just mm. I just love it yeah no I think I completely agree I think one of the amazing things about the early years industry and what we do is the impact you make. Definitely. And that you probably don't realise when you're in the setting in that the the how much how much you become part of people's families and part of people's lives because children will talk about you at home. 
they yeah, want like when, to share things with you. Yeah, when you get messages from parents going, oh, they said this about you today, they said that about you today. Yeah. And you just think, actually, I'm making an impact on this child. Mm-hmm. You know, these children are our future, you know, doctors, yeah. vets, everything. A little bit scary to think that sometimes. A little bit <laughs> scary, yes. You know, these are the children that are going to be looking after us, actually. Yeah. You know, when we get old, they're going to be the ones running the world. Yeah, and, you deciding know. where we go. Exactly. <laughs> so we kind of owe it to them as well to yeah. give them that really good start in life Yeah, and help them become the best version that they can. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So are you glad that you took that dive and you made that decision to come into early years and become qualified? Are you glad you became an apprentice and did this kind of journey that you went on? I really, 100% am so happy <laughs> that I made that decision. Yeah. You know, didn't really 100% know what I wanted to do. And I went, going to try it. You yeah. don't know unless you try. So no. we tried it. And, you know, I never, ever thought I would be in a job where I am so confident and so happy to be at work yeah. as I am now. And, you know, nothing beats that feeling. I would never never ever go away from this now you know I found I found my thing I found my place yeah and I, I love doing it it's something I love I don't think of it as work because it's just something that I love doing yeah and the the knowledge you got from the qualification and being an apprentice has kind of given you that next boost in confidence as well yeah and I've I've always struggled with studying studying is not my strong point at all like when really I was at school <laughs> and I did my exams oh it was yeah it was not good but actually I've proven to myself that I can do this. Yeah. And, you know, I've done it in something I love. So actually it wasn't... And whilst holding down a full-time job. Yeah. You know, that's something I never, ever thought I would be able to do. Yeah. So the fact I'm sat here now talking to you, that I'm a qualified <laughs> early years practitioner, is it's amazing. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think you should be really proud that you did it. Like, it's, yeah. it's when you tell people, oh, yeah, I work full-time and I'm studying... Some people look and go, so, but actually... It is really hard. It's a lot. And I think that being... I don't like the term apprentice always because I feel like you think of someone who is 16, 17 and starting out afresh. And I think that's not a bad thing. But I was 17 when I did my qualification, so I was an apprentice. I was doing the paint washing and I was doing the things and with the company I did my qualification with were fantastic and I'm really glad I did it but I was a young girl in this industry starting out whereas we have people now who are in their 40s in the 30s training and I always call them trainees because I think there's a stigma around being an apprentice and I don't think it's right but I do think that it is something that's really pushed now is learning through work. So being an apprentice, holding down a full-time job, a lot of people like yourself have got other commitments. You've got a horse. You're up at yeah. five o'clock every morning. Like there's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not something that you, it's not like being at school. It's something, yeah. it's a commitment. It's yeah, huge. Yeah, it really is. And it it is, I won't lie, it is full on, especially when, like you said, I've got a horse. You know, I've got a horse, I've got dogs. I've always got something else to be mm-hmm. doing. But because I enjoy it so much and I enjoy the researching part of it, I love looking at new things that I can put into practice. So actually that part of the qualification wasn't that hard. It was just doing it, trying to sit down and actually have time to (laughs) do it. Like I do it, like I'd sit on my lunch break sometimes and just look up a few things. 
But then, you know, I didn't have my laptop on me, so I couldn't type anything up. Yeah. So then I'd get home and, you know, I'd get home and I've done the horse and I've walked the dogs and then I still had to sit there and do it. So it, it is full on, but as long as you learn to manage your time, yeah, you know, if you've got the support around you, you're absolutely fine. Yeah, and you can do it. You can indeed. So that kind of wraps up our apprentice trainee learning on the job chat for today's podcast. Lovely. It's been lovely to be here. But I do have one final question that I am asking every single podcast guest. Okay. What was your favourite childhood memory as we talk all things early years here? Oh, wow. Oh, that's a hard one, actually. It is. There's a lot of years to choose from. So it is a lot of years. I would probably say one of my favourite childhood, me- childhood memories mm-hmm. is I used to go to my granny's house every Sunday, religiously. You know, we'd go every single Sunday, we'd go for games and, nice. you know, when I was younger, like we'd do like drawing and different things like that. Look at old photographs of like family. My favourite things to do. And it was just, it was just the best days because yeah. I knew that I was with my family, I was somewhere safe, I was well looked after and I was having the best time of my life. I was yeah. looking at all these old pictures of my family thinking they used to look so different. <laughs> and at that age, you look at those photos and you go, is that really who I think it is? Yeah. But yeah, it was lovely. That is probably one of the best childhood memories, you know, spending those Sundays yeah. with, with family. Do you think that's kind of contributed to you being so family orientated now? Definitely, Yeah. I've always enjoyed being with my family and, you know, having those quality, having that quality time with them as a young child. You know, I've grown up and I'm like, actually, I always want my family around, Mm -hmm. you know, that, yeah. Really important to you. Yeah, really, really important. And I think that's also why I love early years, because I know I had some really good memories in my early years. Yeah. You know, if if I can help provide that for a child, then that's amazing. You've won. I have indeed. Done it. So... That was our episode with Lucy on the Little Minds at Big Ideas podcast, all about learning on the job and qualifying (laughs) in early years. So that is it from us this week. We hope you have enjoyed our chinwag all about learning and developing in early years, something that we are very passionate about at the Early Years Network. So it's really nice to talk to someone who's going through or has been through, sorry, that process as well. And um, we hope that you will join us on the next one. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.